Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zio. Wait, are we still Zio? Still Zio? We hope not. I thought we were turbo. That's my engine. Because we're not in Zio anymore. We're in. Can can we skip over turbo and just go to space? No, no, no. We have we have no. a we have, a, have big to be a child now. Fucking finale for Turbo that will lead us into space, and it is going to be fucking epic. I've been Cole writing gets it me, for Justin. a year. We get another. I, movie. I nominate Cole for Justin. <laughs> I don't want to be Justin. <laughs> there you go. Cole's now the little boy. Thanks. Cole, let's hear your before puberty voice. There it is right yeah. there. All right, that's Cole's voice from now on. I was... Oh, damn. <laughs> he, no. It's still still Ugh. pretty crackly. Pu- pu- puberty has not been good to you, man. I have a bit of a cough. Anyway. It's not been good oh. to you. Yes. Welcome yeah, to Turbo, anyway. a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general every Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Wait, it's Monday, Monday, Monday. Funday, Funday, Funday. I'm Robert. I'm your turbocharged Red Ranger. Apparently. I'm Tyler. I'm the turbocharged Black Ranger. I'm boring. I'm going to be the Green Ranger. I'm Dane. I'm the original Blue Ranger. Damn straight. Oh, before he got in the accident. Yes. So you're off in space. (laughs) Like not even in a spaceship, I'm just in space, just kind of floating around. <laughs> what was the name? What was the what was the name of the planet that uh, the, the, the alien rangers were from? Aquatar. <laughs> Aquatar. That's where that's drowning. where that's where Dane is right now. He's on Aquatar. Oh, I sound like I'm drowning all the time. Apparently. Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Right, that's it. Is that you? So, we have things yes, to talk yes, about, have, do we? We have some controversial uh, topics Apparently. to go and talk about here today. Um, everybody, we, we normally try to keep these things out of the podcast. We Do we? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I haven't been around for quite we? a few months, so. I think I know, we talk I about know. controversial stuff all the time. We, we talk about things that have controversy to them, but we don't talk about necessarily controversial things all the time. You know, we try to go and avoid that. We try to keep this light and happy and accessible to our apparently growing Japanese audience. Mm. Really, I don't... That's still really it funny. Just, still it, it never just keeps getting that. bigger, too. Like, we're growing in North America, but Japan uh, is growing by leaps and bounds. And, oop, that was supposed to be muted. <laughs> I don't believe you, or I think it's completely satirical, and they're making fun of us. When someone goes to Japan, see if they put up any banners of you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. How do they even get our faces, though? <laughs> I the mean, artwork from Anna. Oh God, it's impossible. It's definitely possible. Chibi, so yeah, chibi. Just all the, there's just a Chibi Tyler all over uh, Akibahara. Yeah, it's their secret advertisement for sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I would love it if I could get sandwiches. <laughs> Somebody Photoshop that shit, or if it actually exists, please just send it over and tell us that it is definitely not Photoshop. In fact, just tell yeah. us it's definitely not Photoshop. Make us feel a little bit better about ourselves. Yeah, Photoshop it really and inside. Anyway, okay anyway, that. getting off topic here. Okay, we need to we need to bring this down. Bring this down. Serious, serious tone, guys. Okay, we need to go and. Yeah, we need to we need to go and treat this serious, serious. with the seriousness and respect 
that a subject like this deserves. We need to talk about the N-word. Okay, who's been ra being racist? No, but... God damn it, Cole! Right why there. do you just assume that everybody's being racist? Well, because Cole himself no, is not. racist. I get that your character. I get that your character said like a true racist. You know that you have yeah. named yourself after. Uh, at one time, was played as being a half Native American, but. No, and not everything is about race. Quit looking at things through that perspective. And, okay, okay, then the, I think about it. Cole's face hey. is a little racist. Yeah, but he does have a racist face. <laughs> he oh. does have that racist okay, face. Yeah. Okay, first off, face. then what n word are we talking about? We're talking about Nukon. Oh, <laughs> yes. I know. I know. We don't like talking about it. We we don't like bringing up the n word. But there are times where you just need to be able to go and say. Nukon and be able to go and explain the situation that has turned it from being an all-inclusive uh, pop culture convention to becoming the N-word. And for that, we made sure to go and drag in the best resource that we could to talk about the history and the controversy of this convention. Now, while the rest of us go and put in our earplugs and go and walk away because it's going to get very loud here, we're bringing in the original Blue Ranger, Dane, to uh, go and explain the history of this convention and the reasons why he has become triggered by the very mention of Nukon. Okay, guys, get behind the couch. He's going to explode. <laughs> All right. I will tell you a story, folks. Actually, two stories here about Nukon. So... You guys probably didn't know I was the director of publicity. That was my role uh, at NewCon uh, a few years back. Mm. Now, for NewCon, was all happy-go-lucky. It was great, you know? It wasn't really any issues. Uh, then, you know, I started running into some money issues. But then, the year I was the director of publicity rolled around. So, all the directors got comp rooms. So, this is story number one. We all got comp rooms. Go to check into the hotel. Trying to charge for the room. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It's supposed to be comp room. So we call over the con chair. Am I allowed Just to say, say the name? con chair. That's good enough. Just say the con chair. It's okay. At this point, it's public knowledge. Um, there's possibly still some legal stuff that's going on, but at this point, it's just, public knowledge. Just use so his can, first name. Just use You can talk name. about it. Yeah, you... Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, Michael. Yeah. Uh, so call, call him over to front desk. Sorts everything out. I get checked into my room. So, new con comes and goes. I get checked out on the actual invoice, $0. Awesome. Done. Uh, then, the next day, I noticed the entire hotel room charge on my credit card. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Not supposed to be charged. The invoice even said that. So, I called, uh, there was a lady in charge of that room block, like setting the room block up for, for new con and handling the contract with, uh, with Michael. And she told me that Michael called her and told her to take me off the comp room block. That I was no longer on the list. This is after he already came to the front desk to quote-unquote correct it. So he had already taken us off, had to put me back on, and then took me off again. So that I was charged for the room. And I was not the only one. I can confirm that one other director also got screwed that way. So that was about a four hundred dollar charge. I didn't get back. I think it was like four hundred, maybe three fifty. 
um, for that room that I was not expecting to pay at all. Should I keep going to story number keep two? Going. Anyone I, want to comment? Yeah. I, I, before we go and get to that, though, I mean, I'm actually kind of curious because you and I have not really talked at length about your history with this particular convention. Because going into a role like that that you had taken on, that's a pretty big step to go and make for somebody when it comes to anything like this, quite honestly, even though this is a smaller convention and it's being done as a for-profit yeah. and all that. It's still a lot of effort to go into, and I assume you probably had some passion for this going into it. I know a lot of people that went to Nukon 1 and 2 that were really passionate about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of the directors were, were passionate about it. Yeah. So um, what, what really brought you into it? I mean, what's what's your history before the controversies, I guess, is my kind of curiosity here. Because this is now becoming national news. Uh, part of the reason on why I felt that it was kind of necessary to bring this up is we got a uh, direct message through. And this is one that we don't talk about because we haven't actually put anything on it. But uh, somebody made us an Instagram. Oh, did we? Oh, really? So, somebody made us an Instagram and sent us the login information. Because apparently... You need an Instagram. If you're going to be doing... Yeah, apparently everybody needs an Instagram. And apparently if you don't make sure that you have it, people will go and make one with the intention of slandering you. So one of our fans was very nice and set that up for us. Well, I decided to log into it randomly the other day and found a direct message from somebody who is not even close to this part of the country, but was curious about it because they knew that we were largely Seattle-based, you know, even though we got some Canadians, you know, Dane lives down in Portland. But most of our, uh, our crew uh, is yeah. usually Seattle-based. Or, exactly, yeah. So we, we call ourselves Seattle-based just because that's where our and, hub and is, so to speak. Which is weird because the main talent that talks on this the most is Half, not. Yeah, three, two-thirds yeah, know, of the right? talent is literally <laughs> on this, uh, on is Canadian. <laughs> And lives absolutely nowhere yeah. close. <laughs> yeah, but the reality is you guys come here. So, yeah. I mean, still. Anyway, regardless. So, somebody from Florida wanted to know about this. Because, let's be honest here. We've had kind of a weird track record with these kind of conventions <sighs> here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, we had AkiCon a few years ago, which is still technically going on. It's a husk of what it used to be, but... It's kind of interesting because I'm seeing a lot of similarities with on how people are reacting to what's happened with NewCon and the transformation that was AkiCon into what it is now. And people are just trying to figure out what the hell is going on in the Pacific Northwest? Like, how do conventions this bad get started? It's like, normally they actually start off really With good. great intentions, yeah. And they just lose their way. Yeah, that's just it. And they either lose their way or... Sometimes it starts off really strong, and then one or two individuals just ruin it for everybody else. So it's like, I, I really want to know, what was the positive to this convention that's got people so upset And why at this it point? got so popular you know, wasn't in the first place. Yeah, that, that's just it. So that that's what I want to hear before you go into story number two, because I know what you're going to talk about with story number two, and I actually find that to be the more disturbing one, quite honestly. So, uh, yeah. Talk, talk, well, people found a... So, at least from my personal standpoint of what people were attracted to at NewCon, it kind of felt like KomoriCon 04. So that was my first convention. It was, you know, it was small, 
but it was still really fun. There wasn't a whole lot of panels. There may have been like one or two events that were worth watching, but you know, yeah, they're small space, and even though there weren't as many attendees, when you're in a small space, it looks crowded. It looks good. So people wanted an alternative to KomoriCon at this particular time of the year. So this, you know, originally NewCon I think was about four, three and a half months after KomoriCon. So plenty of time where people would want to go to another convention. Um, and being in the winter time, or like kind of around the, the Christmas New Year period, which NewCon did kind of pitch itself as a New Year's uh, convention and that, uh, earlier and that on. Year's is, even uh, people, all over the country, that time of year is pretty damn quiet, isn't it? It is. Like most, uh, from what I've understood, uh, most conventions get actually discounts if they book on a holiday. So something about like discounts. Well, that on makes the, on sense. Why like, uh, uh, Easter for us is usually booked. <laughs> yeah, Soccer Con always, always on Easter. Yeah, no, it's it's just a good time of the year because yeah, normally the hotels are not overly booked, even though it's holidays like that are considered to be travel holidays. It's one of those things where it's like Vegas and New York are the two places that are always getting hit. If you talk about General Orlando, Seattle. Uh, Los Angeles, yeah, you're not going to get a heck of a lot coming out of that just because there isn't that same sort of party infrastructure that goes in there. And for something like SakuraCon being done around uh, Easter every year, yeah, I mean, that, while a lot of people go and travel, normally it's, you know, 40 or so miles to mom and dad or grandma. That's normally what that comes down to, not, oh, hey, I'm going to go and fly across country to go and take part in this kind of event going on mm -hmm. here. So... Yeah, I mean, it's generally a pretty significant discount to go and do it that way. Heck, that's yeah, part so of it. so it ends up making sense. Exactly. It's the same reason why PAX Prime originally, you know, back... Or, well, you know, now formerly known as PAX Prime. But when it got started, yeah, they were always going and shooting for uh, Labor Day because, yeah, it's cheap. Also kept all the little mm -hmm. kids out because they were going back to school. There's a truth to that, too. As for why convention, you know, this convention kind of went this direction. Um, it kind of comes down to two things. It's the the lack of action on the board of directors, whether they, you know, decided to jump ship because they knew something sketch was going on before, you know, everything got confirmed. Um, and even then, some of them stuck around. Uh, so not doing anything or even just jumping ship. A lot of them didn't jump. They're like, they tried to salvage it. They tried to, but without without conf uh, confronting uh, the actual con chair. So when this stuff went down, I was out. I, I was I was pretty much done. Uh, but actually, that's the second story. The second story, actually, at the end of that, that's where I actually quit uh, as director of publicity. Uh, did it professionally. Um, but I'll go into that mm -hmm. story next. So second story. As Rob said, this is the one that... Uh, I think I know this one, but I think I'd agree. I think if I remember correctly, I agree with you. Yeah, it has to do with the cosplay contest prizes. So, I didn't run the cosplay contest. That was somebody else's, else's job. I didn't even know who the winners were. So, I get a message uh, by someone. Nice person. No, nothing wrong with this person at all. Uh, but they had won something at the cosplay contest. Now, this is completely blindsided me. They said... Oh, Mike told me to message you about prizes. I'm just like, I what? <clears throat> okay, that's that's a little odd. I reached out to Mike. He's just like, yeah, can you take care of that? I'm like, 
how do I take care of this? Like, you're the one who has the prizes. So what was told was that the prizes would be delivered to them or shipped to them and that Mike had the prizes. So it's kind of confusing that he would put this person, you know, on me when he was the one who, who had the stuff. So after a lot of back and forth, you know, I was, I told the person, you know, I'll help him out as best I can. I end up talking to Mike and he says, oh yeah, the prizes, uh, the prizes are at my place. Uh, well, actually, I skipped ahead too far. Sorry, rewind. First, he said he was going to like send them a, a gift card or something, right? Then he says, oh, the prizes are at my place. I'll ship them out tomorrow. So after a little bit of that bullshit, I'm like, no, I'm just going to come by and I'm going to pick it up. I'm assuming at this point you live So I told him what time I was coming. At this point you Close enough. So he said, okay. So I get to his place at the specific time. He's not there. So I message him. Doesn't reply. I message him again. Doesn't reply. I basically just kind of crashed on the couch because I want to see this resolved. So about two and a half hours later, he comes through the door, sees me, goes downstairs. Hanging with his buddies. I go right downstairs. I'm like, need the prizes. He's like, yeah, give me a minute. So I go back in the other room. 30 minutes pass. I go back in, and I basically put my foot down. I need that now. Then he goes back to his old story about, oh, yeah, it's going to be a gift card. Here, let me get the digital pen or whatever. So I'm like, you forward that to me so it's in my email. So he forwards it to me. So I have it. You know, why did I have to come over if it was a digital code when he told me the prices were actually there? So, yeah, there's that. Um, so then I forward those to the, the contest winner. She's like, oh, great, awesome. That's, that's fantastic. One of the codes doesn't even work. So at that point, you know, I knew there was all that sketch stuff going on with the guy. I just had to kind of give up. I'm like, sorry, you're going to have to message Mike directly about that. I There's nothing more I can do. And that's when I quit. Yeah, definitely not cool. Yeah, definitely not cool. So what has happened so, to NewCon yeah, now? It's done, I think. It's done. So here's the thing about NewCon. How long ago? How first? Finally, finally. That was God. What year was that? I want to say that was three okay. years ago. So 2015. I think it was 15, 14 or 15. Um, so NewCon was going to happen this year apparently, but then I don't know if any of you guys saw the picture on the Red Lion Inn's uh, site at Jansen Beach about how it says event has been canceled due to non-payment. Ooh. That was posted on the actual Red Lions hotel page. So Newcon tried to, or Michael tried to argue that, you know, that, that wasn't it, and that the Red Lion does not fit the needs of Newcon. And mind you, this is a week before the convention. Yeah, no, this is the most absolutely amazing part of this whole thing. And I understand why it is that some people don't believe that this is real because quite honestly watching it unfold because me and amy were watching this whole situation unfolding like minute by minute on, on uh 4chan yeah exactly it's just what mm. the fuck is going Wait, on is on this 4chan? real and then we're going and seeing really oh yeah oh there's dude, there's this. tons of it threats. is insane okay so just to put things in perspective so AkiCon, going back to this one because it's the other one here in the Northwest that we're known for that's, you know, quote-unquote a train wreck convention. So that one has been accused of many things, 
but very little of the accusations are either based in reality or Charges have, been have been proven. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's just it. There's so many factors that go into that that I think that one has gotten a worse rep than it deserves. This one, on the other hand, I remember last year, General Michi, Amanda, who I think you'll remember from, I think, episode 16 of the original podcast, uh, the one who runs the chessboard, she sent me links to a massive 4chan archive talking about all of the accusations that have gone on, all of the bullshittery going on, uh, what Dane's talking about with prizes not being handed out, room situations. Just insane. And that was over a year ago that I saw that. Holy fucking shit. There is so much and well documented on this and stuff pretty easy to go and prove. Most of the stuff that I went and saw listed in there was pretty well researched and went and actually had sources listed, which for 4chan is kind of a weird thing to go and see. It's like, oh, there's actually information here. There's a full dossier on this. What? Yeah, people actually were uh, who are still mutuals with uh, with Mike were basically screen capping that stuff and posting it. Oh yeah, no, it was. It is insane the stuff that has gone on, and I'll post some stuff in the description for information that you guys can go and read through because this this looks like a hit piece. Initially, you look at this and you just assume it's a bunch of internet trolls that are trying to go and take down this group. No. No, there are dozens of people that are actively trying to help others and keep this from being an issue. I yeah, there's a lot of people that, that first-hand experience the, the shit that is Michael, and they're basically trying to, you know, one, prevent other people from having to, you know, encounter that stuff, and also, two, to shut this guy down. It's, you know, super late in the game, but they, they're trying to shut him down hard. Yeah, and it's just such a weird thing, because... From multiple things that I've read from first-hand accounts of people that I have been able to verify were involved with New Con Years 1 and 2 in particular. I mean, I don't know how you know him personally, Dane. Like, is this somebody you've known for a while, or... Not really. He was a friend of a... Like, he was a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. So... So, yeah. So, basically, I I met him about six years ago. Okay, because... I've been looking through and found a couple of people local in the area who were friends with him before Nukon got started, and kind of yeah, they was pretty much the same vision. group. Yeah, exactly. Kind of got caught up in the vision and seemed to say he used to be a pretty upstanding guy and was pretty cool in the community. Yeah, well known, well liked, and then yeah, I won't go as far as to say this has turned into a money laundering situation. That's a bit of a stretch for me going and referring to the entire convention that way but there was definitely horrible mismanagement of funds and it just sounds like the guy went I won't say crazy per se but uh, you're not far off it's like a uh, like delusional maybe? that's probably a good way of putting it yeah no that's uh, we that's have oh we have a couple people that are infamous for that kind of stuff in Saskatoon yeah, there's two uh, in one particular of them named there is two in particular that have started many, like, funding things to start something, that, like, yeah. that's always nerd-related. And, and usually uh, they, they start off really pop. The idea starts off super popular, and then people that... N- yeah. then and then ed- everyone then- looks at who's, who's planning it, and they're like, oh, it's this guy who's done, like, five other of these things, and then just... it crumbles and all the money disappears. Yeah, um, the most common uh, for this was the 
what, what was it? It was a it was a nerd style bar. It wasn't really a video game bar. Yeah. It was like a nerdy bar, like yeah. medieval style bar that was good. Yeah, like a, a tavern medieval tavern bar. style bar. And it sounded like That's a, the most yeah, and it was gonna one. it sounded like a great idea. It was like they were gonna they they set up a Patreon, not a Patreon, but they set up an Indiegogo. They were like, okay, we're gonna do it like this. We're gonna have it like all like like an old style tavern with like wooden chairs and like what like carved wooden tables and stuff like that kind of like wooden atmosphere. Um, um, yeah. Kind of like, and you can and drink out of like you, you'll have like tankards like, oh, and, and like horns, expensive. like you know the the typical Viking and like English style stuff. And then people, and then all fantasy, yeah, fantasy style yeah. tavern thing, and all of a sudden, this I I've been I kept some good track. Thing. I think I put in like fifty bucks or something like that towards this thing. And I was like, oh, that's right. And then they and they had like different levels for bars. Was like, oh, you get um, like a customized coaster or something like that, or you get a mug at the bar, that type of thing. As you do with uh, with the crowdfunding stuff, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but then it's, it's like you you go and do some research on the people, and you're like, oh, these are uh, these people are notorious for trying to start these things and then they just disappear, die, and and then people did. Yeah, please, please tell me. And this. then people did. Yeah, Please sorry. Don't. And then people did some research, and they're like, "Okay, the concept art that they have, they swiped from Gears of, uh, from Guild Wars. The the <laughs> the item, yeah. the the yeah. custom horns that they would have made for like people that paid a certain amount are literally just ones that they uh, they use the picture from a custom horn site that they that they had that was that did the exact same thing." Yeah, it's like it's almost to the point where either they're just fully aware of what they're doing, or they're just scam artists, like scam artists knowing that they're fully scamming people, or they are like trying to. It's almost like delusional, where they're like, "No, this could work. We could do it like this. All we need is like five hundred bucks, and we can get this up, up and going, and everything. We just gotta get Sorry. some nice wooden custom tables, and we can get some horns for people. Yeah, that'd be nice. And it's just like, okay, I I don't know if these people are. If they're just not right in the head, or if like they think it's owed to them that they have to be given lots of money and lots of respect for whatever situation, cool and if things aren't going the way, then they act so, out. And what it ended up, and what it ended up happening is that it was like oh, it all got pointed at this one guy that apparently is notorious for doing this thing, like, and apparently the people that he was working with had no idea that he'd been he he did this. So they kicked. The uh, from what I hear, it's like the people that work with them are also yeah. like. But yeah, but that's the thing though is that that the way when I first heard about it, it is like oh okay, and then they kicked him out off the, like off the board and stuff like that, and then, and then oh, yeah. I went to a convention yeah, kicked, yeah. of not too long later, and they literally had a booth up. Like it was the I think yeah. it was the end of of one of our local cons, and. Yeah, yeah, they had serious? a booth up, and this guy was nowhere to be seen, which was fine. But and they had like two people at it. They didn't really have very much there. I didn't even stop and look. And I was like, "This is kind of weird, whatever." And I was like, "I'm never getting my fifty bucks back, am I?" And there was this whole thing about because there were some people that paid a couple like a hundred bucks or something like that to like to, towards this thing. And I'm like, "Oh my god, like well, Jesus!" Because I think they had, they made like ten thousand dollars or something like that. Oh no, not that. I can't remember how much it was. Uh, it was really it was a decent amount. It was an okay uh, amount. Maybe about a couple thousand. Like maybe like two thousand dollars or something like that. 
It was a cool, and because people thought it would be a cool idea. Yeah, and then people looked into like who it was, and they're like, "This is oh, never going to happen." Engine. This, this guy's like a scam guy, They're like a scam artist. It's like what I've heard from Kickstarter, where this uh, guy. Uh, hold on, Dane, are you going to go and mention the Peachy Printer? <laughs> no, I actually I don't know the specific project. Oh god, <laughs> I was going to bring that up real quick too. So, oh uh, but anyway, though, yeah, the, but the whole thing just. Keep- I want I want to say that still. Cool, 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 cool. They, they yeah, just brought yeah. it up. And so here's the other other scammers in, in Saskatoon. Uh, the Kickstarter <laughs> Peachy Printers. I, I'm, uh, noticing, I'm noticing a trend here with Canadian Kickstarter and Indiegogo projects. It's weird. Canada's Canada a, a weird place. Around, around Saskatchewan's <laughs> weird. It's, 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 a, it's a weird place. Um, yeah, so that was another thing where, like, two guys uh, kickstarted some 3D printers that were supposed to be really affordable, the Peachy Printers. They're also from Saskatoon. Uh, and then one, it was two guys, and one of the guys embezzled a lot of money. Like, literally all of it. Enough, like, he built a house with all the money he was doing. Because he, he just he just Jeez. embezzled the money and just started building a house out in an acreage. And it was this, Canadian, Canadian dollars, 651000 on that project. Th- yeah. This is the most amazing story that I have ever seen. Because yeah. they even... So spending a lot like, of drugs and hookers too, I believe. I I don't know about that side of things. I don't know if that's ever been proven, but I was following this. Like I put a dollar into it just because I wanted to track this thing. Because it's a good way to track. This it. was just one of those things. No, that, that's yeah. just it. It's one of those things where, especially at that period of time, people were starting to. I actually should go and give uh, Kickstarter a little bit of credit saying this, but. Kickstarter, as well as the general public, were starting to realize that a lot of these programs that they were going and helping to start were not really established enough to go to market or anything like that. It's this this is basically what's been attributed to Kickstarter putting in their working prototype requirements for these kind of projects. Mm-hmm was that there wasn't a truly functional prototype. They went and had some componentry, but they hadn't actually developed a prototype of the hardware as a whole This yet. reminds me of one of the biggest computer scams in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> we could talk yeah, about that I'll, later. I'll, I'll find the right information. <laughs> but, we'll, we'll bring it up at the end of this. We, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go and talk about... Uh, maybe next week we go and talk about uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo scams that we just all love. Um, <laughs> but... So I'm watching this whole thing going because at this point, 3D printers, we're still looking in the three to $4,000 area for some of the, you know, more reasonable quote-unquote units. Uh, yeah. Rep wraps yeah. were still just kind of a concept at that point. I'm not familiar with anybody that had a working prototype of that kind of 3D printer. So yeah. the affordable concept was cool, but a $100 3D printer just seemed like a pipe dream to me. But if it actually did come to market, I wanted to know about it so I could go and pre-order it as quickly as possible and be ahead of the game. Uh, so I'm watching things going along here, and, you know, initially they go and make their goal, and they start going through, and there's a couple of updates, and then suddenly it just all stops. And everybody's just wondering what the heck is going on with this, what's taking so long, and then the dreaded update. The money's gone. The project is over. There's a long story. There's legal stuff going on. We'll update you as we can. People are going ballistic. And then the two guys that started this post a video. The guy 
who stole the money, essentially, you know, laundered it, is in the hot seat, and the other guy is interviewing him and asking, why did you do it? And they're going to make it like it's some 60 minutes interview. And it's just the most unbelievable and fascinating thing I've ever watched. Just I gotta see this, the link of, me. <laughs> the two of them are delusional with what they're doing here. I don't even know what to say. Just, oh my god. It's, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It's, it is the most amazing thing. I don't even know how the hell we got onto this subject from NewCon, but oh my god. Oh, it's just, just disasters is all is, is delusional. Because we had another one. We had a BlitzCon, which is a small mm. con that really never took off because it was just poorly run. That's that's all I can say. It's poorly run. Uh, God, who was it? It was I think it was Sarah who was uh, yeah, our, like, fr- our friend, in it. Yeah, our friend Sarah um was yeah, and she, she defended, defended it and, and like and it was one of it was pretty it was a good it was an okay convention and she it, and she worked hard yeah. at it and she worked really hard it was a, it was a high school based thing and then it kind of went on from there but then other stuff happened with it with yeah. one of the people who was running it and yeah and it just things people people mm-hmm. just people that's always the problem is it, it it goes good and then people happen so, because like I I know I from what from my experience of it it was poorly run and just unorganized, and I know she defended it that it was like well from what it came from it started from just a this is pretty damn good from like just a uh, starting in a in a what a, in a library I'm like but that's that's where all these cons start is in a library so sure it can make it but if it's not if it doesn't change in with the times of like what it needs to progress, then it's going to die when it hits that kind of border of becoming a small library book club thing to being like, Oh, we got to actually rent out a space and sell tickets and have honest people that don't embezzle money and not just have people come in and siphon what they can from it and then leave and then have a thorough background check done have a thumbprint taken god almost almost at Basically, a point the it's process like, like signing up for pre-tsa how <laughs> you gotta have people you trust but when it gets big enough where you have to have more people to run it than you trust it's just what do you do either you have enough people that you trust that can be higher up that do run it or it's gonna fall apart and there's always gonna be people that are just gonna come in there and have Either good intentions that don't know that aren't good at running things, or they're gonna have bad intentions that just get in there and do whatever. Or, yeah, it's it's a shame. Like, uh, but, but then there's there's the flip the other side of the coin where you have cons where a couple people go in there and they have good intentions and they have the skill to get it going, and it instantly their first year it's it explodes, and their second year is like twice three times the size, and it becomes a huge con. Sometimes it just works, sometimes it doesn't. And there's a whole lot of factors that go into it, unfortunately. So, but people, having people that can manage it and having trustworthy people is a huge part. So, people people want people want cons. It's people love going to those things. So, there's always there's always a market for it. We've seen that here where we've had cons that are poorly run and are trying to go off the ground, and the only reason that they stay so long as they right do is because people right want muted. it. But then someone can come along and go, I can do this better. And then they yeah. do do it better, and it's just competition. They'll just go to the other con instead because 
it works. It's you can buy your tickets, you can go there. You there's things to see, and you enjoy them. So, oh, uh, speaking about the the con, remember how I said it ended? Well, I guess that technically that would be a lie. What? What? Uh, so while well, con ended, uh, it was actually. I guess in a way it did end, but it was bought by another entity. So now they call it Fandom PDX. Yep. No, that's that's in my mind is actually the happy end of the story here. Yeah. It's not a happy ending. It's not. not. Why? (laughs) This person is friends with Michael. And he kept on uh, the... I don't know what her official position was, but she's just a sketch with Michael. It's his, uh, his girlfriend. Kept her on. Uh, as one of like the coordinators or directors, that seems so to always be the case. nope, it's it's not a happy ending. It's a pretty pretty bad ending. Oh, with it with it to be continued at the end. Yeah, okay, because I, I I'm still kind of curious to see how this works out. Because uh, a company called Green Mustard Entertainment uh, basically went and bought the convention. Uh, I'm looking over a little bit of the press release stuff here. Uh, this is just an independent marketing group. They started off originally doing uh, fan conventions and going and assisting with vendors and all that stuff. Basically, uh, PR group, so to speak, uh, for independent vendors as well as retailers for different convention scenes. They've since taken on and started some of their own or have taken over other conventions under their banner. This could be interesting to see what happens, because I see these are the guys that are uh, proprietors of InvaderCon, which is an Invader Zim convention that I've actually heard good things about. I can't say I know a lot of the other ones, but I'm I'm kind of curious to see what comes out of this, but uh, that little piece of information there, I did not know, so... Yes, yeah, so I will say, just keep your ears yeah, open. You know, there, I would check your sources. There's an asterisk at the end of this. <laughs> It's, and that's all the information I have yeah. on the on we'll, the topic. We'll, we'll see what happens here, especially since this is something that's just broken in the last couple of weeks. Here, this I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. This is going to be you know they're trying to go and do another event this summer. We'll see what comes out of it. The reality is we're going to know whether or not this was a good deal or if this is just going to be another unfortunate situation here very shortly. Mm. So. I'll have my popcorn ready. <laughs> I think we all will after that little piece of information. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, guys, that's all I got right now, and I gotta and I gotta get going. All right, so before you out. go, Dane. Thank you, Dane. Before you go, Dane, I just wanna I want to give you, get a two second review from you. Monster Hunter sure. World. Give me your give me your very fast review. Uh, Monster Hunter World, great game to get people into. Takes a lot of the grind out of early Monster Hunter games. Oh my god! Overall okay, fun for and the whole Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Unless they're bad at video games. And Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Fighter Z, amazing fighting game. Um, really love the art style. Lots of cool advanced stuff you can do. Um, yeah, kind of like uh, it's like the new Marvel vs. Capcom because uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is uh, kind of dead now. Okay. Alrighty, there you go. Understood. Well, I just got hard from that review. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you for joining That's us, good. Dane. <laughs> Take no care. Problem. I'll catch you guys later. Bye, All right. Dane. Well, there well, we go. Uh, that Exciting was... stuff. Did he actually get out the exit door? I, I think he did. 
Yeah, no, he he hit he hit that. He he's away with those things. He just knows where he's going all the time, and it's crazy. I, I don't understand. Or he he doesn't know where he's going at all ever, and he just makes his way through. Is the it's, door actually unlocked? Can I get out of here? I uh, know it's it's closes from the other side. Ah, fuck. I think he he put it. He I think he no, put a stopper in the door somehow. That's how he got out. Oh god damn it! Why did we think of that? Yeah, because when he came in, he just kind of left it slightly. He didn't close it. That's the thing we do. We just you gotta close your door. You, when you're coming through a door, it's we only, close the door. We just do that. He didn't do that, and so he got out. Motherfucker. But yeah, the the thing I, know, I was right? talking about before, it, it I guess in a way it didn't really turn out to be a full scam in the world, but in a way, this is how this thing was sold was a way of a scam. Have you ever heard of the Altair oh, 8800? What are we talking about? You just you just jumped back five conversations. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's kind of just talking into way, the way scams can be turned into a good thing at the same time. In a weird thing. Oh. Like, have you guys ever heard uh, of the, the uh, Altair 80, 8800? The 8800. Yes. It was considered to be the first no. micro mini computer. Back in, oh, God, what was the year? It was 1975. 8800. Yes. The thing... The Nokia 8800? No, 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 the reason why this He's was considered a scam at the time and one of the bigger ones is because it technically didn't work. Um, the picture on the front of that particular mini computer of that mini computer that was on the very front there was a shell. <laughs> it says mini computer. Um, it didn't exist for a long time for a, until just before ship every all the shipping stuff went out at that time. It was actually a very interesting way of, t- of doing it. Uh, what are you saying? They didn't finish the computer until it actually went and got shipped. Yeah, the, literally that was. And but this thing was so popular. Sounds like video games nowadays. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, do, I found that kind Hey-o. of funny at the time that when I first listened to it, because the way I heard of it, because this base, this computer was brought up in a talk by Jason Scott, talking about the in a in a chat. Uh, what's the word? A talk called that in a TED that, talk. No, it wasn't a TED talk. It, okay. it was a it well, was a derby it was a derby con. It was, impossible. it was a derby con. Um, I don't know. Derby con is, is What's essentially derby con? a hackers convention. Um, oh, you go to these hacker conventions, Cole? Not, but oh, why not? I'm not a hacker. You can I'm get hacked again. You'd get well, hacked so hard. Technically speaking, technically speaking, we're all hackers. We're just white hats, exactly. not black hats. I guess so. But yeah, but mm. the com- but the conversation was about the the mysterious mis- the mysterious Mister Hokum was the name of the talk at the time. And it was talking about how scamming was uh, was done early in the in the early in like the early eighties and nineties during the during the start of the computer. Of the of dial up computers and stuff like that. But anyway, if you ever want to check that out, just check that out on your own. But I just wanted to bring that up just for some strange reason. I have no idea why I decided to bring it up, but I brought it up anyway. Uh, Classic cold, just bringing up Absolutely stuff for no fucking reason, no other reason than he just wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something on his mind, and he felt yeah, that everyone else in the yeah, room should know it. Something you guys brought up sparked that conversation. I can't remember what it was. 
and it couldn't <laughs> stay in his head, or else he would dick, literally explode. Yeah, I have the, I have yeah. a condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a condition called. Yeah, cold. exactly. We'll go with that. We'll definitely go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got. Sure, say, we're not gray hat hackers. I mean, I think that probably you and I fall into that area. I'm very much white hat as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole's more the throw the DVD into the you know DVD player kind of hacker, you know. Because a hacker is just somebody that decodes information. What? That was me. Uh, So I've got springs on my my, uh, arm and uh, on my mic stand, and if I hit those springs, they vibrate so I was going to say, that sounded like a song. I was worried that my bass guitar fell behind me. What? <laughs> it's 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 like that. Hey, it means the arm. Wherever I move the arm, it stays where it needs to stay because it's got those spring tensions. But if you hit them, they are taut. Oh, taut I like my tushy. Yep. <laughs> and so they they sound like a bass guitar, like a boo. And it's I keep loud forgetting that you have it an vibrates arm. all the way through. I have an arm. Yes, I do, Cole. I've got two you arms. Have three. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? I've got three arms. Is the third one my penis? No, I'm talking your computer, your microphone arm. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I got four. But hey yo, hey yo, hey. But anyways, hey. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about this week? I I gotta be honest here. I was more concerned about us talking about the N word and where that was all gonna go. I can't say I prepared much else for the docket for us coming back here. So, well, what uh, do you mean? So you want to talk more about NewCon? Like I've I've never been, so I don't know anything I. about yeah. it. And like I, I have, well, I've already talked about my cons that we've had here that have been poorly organized, and the other sketchy things that have happened here. And yeah, so I know we've brought yeah. them those sketchy things up it, before, but it, hey, it's just recap. Yeah, no, uh, well, it it definitely fit the conversation point here. So I feel like we've done. We've done enough good work here tonight. I, I say we, uh, I say we call it quits here, and we go and come back next week with uh, some of our favorite uh, failed Kickstarter Indiegogos or scams, preferably. Yeah. God, um, I don't think I, I have any more. I think that's oh, it. I've, I've, I've got like forty we could talk about. Trust oh me, God. just do a Google search and just go and find one that speaks yeah. to you. If we really oh, wanted geez. to, besides, we kind of need to start working together to get this fucking door open. Yeah. Forget about the door. Move forward. Move past the door. Think of other so ways. So Danny that Phantom gone. through the door? <clears throat> no, no, no. That requires one of us to die. You should, uh, instead, you should Danny Darko through the door. You mean Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko. No, the second one's... Oh, no, the second one's Sarah Darko. My bad. Uh, there was a sequel. Uh, oh, just like, just like that, we are going to get so much hate mail. God, <laughs> like there was people a don't even listen. To, people that don't even listen to us are going to go and write to us. So yeah, uh, how yeah, dare yeah. you go and get the name wrong of that movie? S- yeah, I know, right? God, that's places <laughs> that is like a cult following in the in of that movie. Uh, yeah. But then it had a shitty sequel movie called S Darko, which is, I believe, Sarah Darko or something. It was his it's sister. Something it was, like that. They, even the fans don't want to recognize that thing. Yeah. That's like it's on the same vein as like American uh, Psycho Two. Mm. Oh yeah, <laughs> God, can we can we oh. just talk about bad movies next week too? Well, third week. Well, I'll, yeah, okay. I'll bring week. back we're, bad movies all yeah, the time. We're, we're we're getting back on track here. 
It's 2018. We are turbo, and we might actually have some plans for this year. You never know. This oh, might wow, be the crazy. year we finally go and do something good. I'm not sure. Really? No. Maybe. Well, we are turbocharging. We're in the turbo yeah. gear. And speaking of things that go fast, I'd like to make a very big announcement for oh. us here. We're officially sponsored. What? By who? By who? By Volta Chargers. I don't know what that is, but please oh. tell me. Tell me, because I don't know. Yeah, who are, what they? are those? Yes, Volta Chargers are one of the most fun creations that I have seen in the last few years. Originally started as, go figure, an Indiegogo project. These are the original magnetic charging systems. Instead of going and relying on your phone with an inductive charging plate built into it, which tend to be a little bit on the questionable side and never really having full capacitive high-speed charging on them, these guys decide to go a different direction for a quick, flexible charging option. Instead of going and having a port that you go and shove your cable into that's always going and getting snapped, broken, or forcibly jerked right at the collet where it goes and attaches to the actual receiver. Instead, they went and designed a magnetic charging system with a tip that goes into the bottom of your phone and then a loose cable that just magnetically clips oh, in and holds. Oh, it's those guys! I wish you guys could see yes. I know these. Yes, there's a, there's a few companies that make them now, but Volta still remains the industry leader when it comes to these units. Their magnetic system here is a virtually foolproof design. No long pins or anything like that that are actually designed to slot in like some of the cheaper competitors. They have a beautiful braided assembly on here. I'm going and modeling off and you guys can't see it. My new limited edition red one they went and sent us as a nice little preview package. By the way, I have a silver and black one for you guys as well going and sitting here. You can pick it up at con. Oh, God. Love these things. Yeah. My, oh, my, yeah, charger, my charge cord is slowly dying. I hope you know I have an Android phone. Yes, yes. And this is my favorite part about these guys. One cable can charge any one of your devices. Just get the tips. You can go and get them in Apple's Lightning Connector. You can get them in micro USB and USB Type-C. And unlike most of the competition, these guys support both Quick Charge 2.0. <gasps> they do? Fast I was just charge. about to ask that. Oh, yes. nice. Cool. Quick Charge 2.0, Fast Charge with Apple, and new to the USB Type-C, a Quick Charge 3.0 system. Hmm. These guys are awesome. I tested this on pretty much everything. They sent me a series of the tips. I went and tested on my Android tablet, which does support Quick Charge 3.0. Worked amazingly well on there. Did the same thing with my uh, GPD Win, which still... How the hell did they fit a full version of Windows into this thing? Another great crowdfunded uh, resource that's come to the market here, so... I'm going to talk more about them later. But I tested on that. It works great. It's currently sitting her The lightning connector is currently in my iPhone. And I have installed on both of my PS4 controllers as well as the Xbox One controller that never gets used. I have installed these in there as well. I've got four of these cables around the house. Any one of them can just go and snap right into the thing. And if I need to go and run and I forget that the thing's in there, instead of going and jerking on the, or in the actual cord or going and messing up the port on my phone, instead, it just comes loose just like that. Well, I have no damage, the problem. No muss. No muss. I have the problem is that my cords right where the uh, connector is it always frays right there because it moves around mm -hmm. so much. 
Exactly. I actually just I actually just lost my last fire uh, thunderbolt cable actually like two days ago, because because it frayed off and I wasn't able to get it to charge anymore. So I had to find another one. Well then, now now you can get yourself one of these. How much are they though? These guys here, they're awesome. So you got multiple price points depending on what you need to go with. Uh, me personally, I decided to go a little bit more on the basic side when I was first looking into these and when they went and, you know, before they decided to go and sponsor us, I did a little bit of looking into this stuff and decided to just go with the basic package. It went and cost me uh, $16 at the time to get a hold of uh, two tips as well as a uh, one meter cord. Sounds a little bit expensive at first, but considering the fact that I've been getting, or then now that I can go and get the replacement tips for about $6 with a coupon code, it's really not bad at all, especially considering that I can use one cable for just about everything. I can't say enough good things about it. I know the rest of the Rangers are going to love these too when they get their hands on them. So, Volta Chargers, you can go and get them at VoltaChargers.com. They also have a really great deal going on right now over at Indiegogo if you head over there. Hmm. They're doing what Pebble used to and going and making it available on their original original place of uh, introduction. And they're going and showcasing their newest generation uh, charging cables now available in a limited edition red color as well as a new magnetic adapter that you can use with your existing uh, micro USB connectors in case you wanted to go and hold on to say a cable that you've spent a lot of money on maybe got one from monster or something like that and don't feel like going and throwing away a $40 mm-hmm. phone cable because you know some people have yeah. done that now you can get a hold of that magnetic adapter with a uh, included uh, adapting tip or sorry two connecting tips Blech. saying that wrong there you can go and get that for just $16 we love this kind of deal right here. If you just want to go and try it out without going and fully investing in the whole system. Yeah. No, this this is the perfect time to just go and put our phones down and just go and bring our magnetic charger close enough for it to go and snap in and just relax and say thank you. Thank you for joining us on Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, because we're still there for some reason. I don't know why. Check us out on Twitter. And I guess technically we're on Instagram. We really should go and post some pictures. Maybe a VoltaCharger.com's amazing cables. And join us next week. We're coming back. Gonna be here all year long. Except for the weekends we decide to take off for obvious reasons. Yes, Yeah. So anyway, be there, be there, be there every Monday, Monday, Monday for Turbo, a Sakura Rangers podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night! So Cole's just going to be mellow in the intros and outros all season long, it sounds like. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. It's perfect. No, that was a lot of fun.